0: Welcome to the journey to grateful podcast i'm tim begonia your host and if this is your first time here welcome i appreciate you taking the time to tune in if you're a returning listener thank you so much for stopping by once again and for anyone new journey to grateful is a podcast and a website for that matter you can check us out over on journeytograteful.com and we exist as a resource to help people work through their new life after the loss of someone special grief on the surface can be an aspect of life filled with shallow assumptions, which can often be incorrect. One specific assumption is that grief has an endpoint, and that just doesn't exist. I hope to bring you in these episodes guidance to help you navigate your loss, to better navigate the feelings that you, are experiencing and to show you what you're experiencing is actually very, very common. And to make sure you find ways to approach your grief in a very healthy way through resources and my contributors whose stories are shared to help you through their experiences understand that you are not alone. I'd love for you to begin a conversation with us right here and slowly strip back the veil to reveal truths of grief. Offer up suggestions to deal with grief and to provide guideposts along your journey. Today's episode will focus on how to support someone who is dealing with grief, who has lost someone special. I will talk about things I've experienced directly from my vast support system, family, and many, many friends. Some help, which is not only wonderful, but very much inspiring and surprising in a very good way. Before we begin, for anyone new, I'd like to tell you of an in-person retreat I'm hosting on April 2nd, 2022. This retreat is an all-day event designed to carefully examine the process of grief, provide resources that you may act upon, and inspire personal growth to help you move another step forward on your grief journey. You can learn more over at journeyforwardretreat.com. That's journeyforwardretreat.com, including details on the three inspiring speakers who will offer their personal and professional insights. Thank you again for listening today. Now let's talk a little bit about how to support someone affected by loss. Now, this episode is going to be a bit lengthy because there is so much to talk about regarding how to support someone effectively through loss and during their grief. Let me begin by saying all loss is different and so very similar all at the same time. I know that's a bit confusing, but let me clarify. Loss is different in so many ways because of the life that was lost, the age, the person's impact, the manner of loss, illness, sudden loss, and so many other factors. For this loss for everyone can be very different. Now, loss can also have many similarities and in grief, that experience can be similar as well. The loss itself may be different, but the grief, the loneliness, the empty feeling, which you cannot quite escape. Those details are very, very similar. This podcast embraces those similarities as well as the differences And strives to make the process of grief better understood and thus provide a better educated and engaged support system for everyone navigating loss. In a way, I was fortunate. We as a family were very fortunate because we had the chance to say goodbye to my wife, Colleen. She was diagnosed February, 2017 with breast cancer, went through the normal treatments and the options was finishing out 2018 with treatments done and a better future ahead. Then on December 30th, 2018, she exhibited signs of confusion, was prompted us to visit the ER. Within 20 minutes of our arrival, we were told the cancer had metastasized into brain tumors. You may be aware that through lengthy health issues, such as cancer diagnosis, friends and family will rally to help in any way they can. While going through the first regimen of treatments, a meal train was created with friends and family for us, filling a gap and creating ease where difficulty surrounded us. A few times a week, meals were done, taken care of with little to no effort on our part, thanks to all of that support that we had. And it was appreciated more than we could possibly ever express. And to this day, I often feel as though I have yet to appropriately express our gratitude for that support. You see, I'm not sure I can effectively express how helpful a seemingly simple tray of mac and cheese or a container of homemade chicken noodle soup is for a family struggling through a new world of cancer treatments, but it is truly, truly helpful. For anyone whose loss may have been sudden, that type of support is even more impactful as their world has literally shifted, turned upside down. And food prep is the furthest thing from their mind. When providing support, do not hesitate to do something which seems to be very common. A meal train or just a meal directly from you will always be appreciated. For my family, we actually experienced two meal trains. And let me tell you something about the second one. It blew me away. I believe it was the afternoon of December 31st, the day after Colleen's second diagnosis. I was at the hospital when I received a phone call from a friend who told me that a new meal train was in the works to cover a few meals per week through April and asked me if that was okay. The next day I began hearing from some friends and family that there was no more availability on the meal train. It was full, full in less than a day for the next four months. Well, let me tell you, I was not only amazed but so filled with appreciation and quite overwhelmed, honestly, with the outpouring of support, that one it hit me hard. That seemingly simple gesture, but it was on such a grand scale in my eyes. It was simply amazing. It made what we were going through feel like we could do it because we knew there were so many people that had our back. And yes, a simple meal of chili and cornbread can do all that. So let's discuss more ways we've experienced support and the small ways and unique ways you can support someone, you know, through their grief journey. I truly don't think I can say this enough. The simplest things can matter. Now, let me explain. A good friend of ours stopped by one day with a large box. Maybe it was two boxes. I'm not quite sure if I recall. Anyway, each box had about 20 paper bags filled with snacks for lunches for our two middle school boys. Now, that was chips, Oreos, Goldfish crackers, those sorts of things inside each bag. She simply explained she understood every day, every weekday, we'd have to do lunches for our two boys. And she wanted to take one thing off the to-do list, and this was it. Simply drop a sandwich in the bag, and you're done, she said. We loved it. It was so simple. And what I appreciated most was how unique it was as well. Another story just as unique came about from a friend after hearing me complain that as we were engaging in in in-home hospice, I had little time to get outside to our front yard and deal with the weeds that were currently taking over our front landscaping. A few days later, our dog was outside barking in the front yard early in the morning. I peered out the window, and I was amazed to see an SUV parked on the road in front with three people on their knees pulling weeds in our front landscaping. Incredible. Absolutely wonderful. Such support. Now, support can be the most obvious solution or it can be the most obscure. It doesn't matter which it is. It simply matters that you are showing your support. The manner in which you show your support can also matter a great deal. Here's another example. A friend of ours who had previous experience with illness with one of her children had received support in the past, and she knows some details about support that she shared with me. She's a very matter of fact type of person, and certainly somebody that you want in your corner when you need help. So she told me that we certainly did not want to eat her cookie, so she was going to ask us what we wanted for takeout food, and that's what she would go get. And then she informed me through her experience from others who have helped her, that she would only get exactly what we asked for and nothing more. She wouldn't add a cake or two dozen frosted cookies that we didn't ask for. She wouldn't double the order or see something on the menu. She thought we'd like and add it on. She would get only what we asked and that was what she would provide. When she showed up at our doors, she would say, hello, hand us the food and quickly leave. We were dealing with enough and she understood we didn't have time to sit and chat while the food got cold. She understood what we needed had nothing to do with entertaining another person who just wanted to fill our time with chit chat. What we needed was time with ourselves and the food that she was delivering. And that was how it was going to go down. Her honesty, her insightfulness. And forward manner has always been, and will continue to be even more. So after that conversation, one of my favorite things about this amazing friend. So take away with this story, the details we often don't consider when we are trying to help someone first, fulfill a need and try not to impose any additional stressor on someone who has already enough stress that they're trying to deal with. Second. Provide what you say you will provide and don't add any unnecessary things. Third, keep your hello to a minimum. If you are bringing something like food, your help is not your company. Your help is the food. Take cues from the people you are helping and let them be your guide as to how long to stay or how quickly to go. With our friend who said that she was not staying, I did bring her in and we chatted for maybe about three minutes. And fourth, I haven't mentioned this one yet, but I'll place it right here. The fourth most important thing to do when trying to support someone is to not add to their need to make a decision. Now, here's what I mean. Instead of asking, what can I do to help? Key into what their daily routine might benefit from an example. They have several children, some of which may have athletic practices throughout the week, offer to drive to and from practices to help ease the burden on their upside down schedule. Another example, one of which I take from our experience with Colleen's multi-day hospitalization with that second diagnosis. If there are younger children, offer to take them to a movie, swimming with their cousins, or maybe an overnight with some friends. The underlying idea here is this, the very best way to offer support and help is to remove the need for the person you're trying to help to tell you what they need. You come up with something that they need from you would be the best benefit for the person you're trying to help. Oftentimes they will not be ready to, to decide, to, to make that decision. Oftentimes the things that they need are not top of mind at the time. So try to make suggestions for them. Now, as you may know, in grief, certainly in initial days and weeks of a loss, so much has changed that you will feel overwhelmed by just the realization of your loss, not to even consider the aspects of daily life. Support at this time is best received when there is little to no effort on the part of the person or persons you are trying to help. Support is most effective when the help you are providing is not a chore, but a benefit that eases stress or worry of something that hasn't yet been considered by that person navigating their grief. Keep it simple. Focus on something helpful, not imposing and above all, just simply be there. I've mentioned that before. Being there for someone just sounds a little bit too simple. But that is very much what people need. They just need to know you're there. Maybe not that you are doing something, but that you are available. A quick text, a message, showing your support and communicating your presence and your willingness to help 24/7 can also be priceless. Now, let me tell you another story. From about February, 2018, until the passing of my wife in July of 2020. Another friend would simply send a card of support in the mail. About once a month, sometimes more often, a card with an encouraging message, a reason to smile or to hope arrived in our mailbox and became a small piece of my wife's support system. To this day, I'm not sure the friend who sent these monthly cards quite knew what a positive shot of support she provided, but it was, it truly, truly was. I saw it on Colleen's face and I know it translated into her heart and deep into her soul, helping in its own small way to help her push through the next thing. And isn't that what support truly is all about? Helping a person, oftentimes a family push through to the next thing ahead of them. In sickness, it is priceless and far more common and understood worldwide, but it is certainly as important in grief. For the world, your world is truly tossed on its side when you have to say goodbye to someone, when you have to say your last goodbye to that special someone. One detail that is so, so important. And so many people do not understand until they experience it. That last goodbye is not a moment in time. I can tell you from experience that last goodbye is forever. It is a weight you carry each and every day while you try pushing through your life. It is the silence of the night when you'd usually have someone to say goodnight to or run through your day's successes. It is in the voices of your children or the laughter of your grandchildren, or that empty room you used to hate straightening up. That last goodbye is in every photo when you realize that was your last time. Your last time going to a ball game. Your last time walking on the beach together. Your last time singing that song together. And your last time watching that movie. Your last time holding their hand. Your support in whatever way you show it is you holding your friend or family members hand once again, helping them on their path, sharing in their journey, sharing in their loss. My suggestion to you is this, don't let the support be another goodbye that they have to endure. Continue your support with a smile, a text, an invitation, a movie, a drink, a walk, your time, make it simple, make it matter and make it everlasting. Thank you, my friends for joining me today on today's episode. Please don't hesitate to connect with me and give me your feedback on today's show or simply reach out for some support. I'm here via email. You can contact me, Tim at journeytograteful.com, or if you'd rather call or you can actually text me, the number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. Not only would I like to hear from you, to interact with you directly, but I would love for you to offer some suggestions for others in dealing with helping a friend or family member through their particular grief journey. If you have supported somebody in the past and it's been a fairly unique manner in which you've done so, go ahead over to Facebook or Instagram or send us an email or a voicemail and let us know. I would love to share it with our audience and help everybody understand the different options of supporting someone dealing with grief. Also on the website, please take a look at our stories page. These are stories and experiences from our contributors, our friends, our family, myself, and they might strike a chord with you and help you navigate your grief. So go over to journeytograteful.com and take a look at those. As I spoke of making it everlasting, I'd like to remind you, coming April 2nd, 2022, I'm hosting the Journey Forward Retreat. It's an all-day in-person gathering of those needing support and resources to help them on their journey through grief. You can learn more over at journeyforwardretreat.com. It will be held in Mac 1 Wisconsin. That's just 20 minutes north of downtown Milwaukee. I'm limiting the t- retreat to 30 people to keep it interactive and intimate. So please consider registering soon. Now for a little inspiration, a quote from Misty Copeland says it best about support. Anything is possible when you have the right people there to support you. My family and I have been fortunate to have the right people there to support us and continue to do so to this day. If you are in need of support or in need to speak to someone who just gets it, please don't hesitate to reach out to me or to our community over on Facebook and Instagram. We can and will be there to support you. Just simply ask. So until next episode, thank you again for joining me. And please remember to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.